Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Networks. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash Coach Radio. And now, here's today's show. Good morning, everyone. This is Renee Ellison, your on-camera coach with Reveal Your Excellence. And I am just um, so happy that we are celebrating a brand new year. 2016 is here, and I feel like it's going to be a good one. I really do. I feel like there is a lot of excitement in the air um, among uh, my friends and my family, and everyone seems to have that same uh, kind of uh, energy about them. It's uh, it's an energy that says that they're going to make this a fantastic, phenomenal year for themselves, and um, I am just so happy and delighted that I get an opportunity to come into your homes and uh, and you get an opportunity to share in my vision and in my dream for my coaching practice. You know, today we are talking to uh, who I call, I call her my first friend from IPEC because uh, Nancy and I uh, walked into the door around the same time. We're both kind of early birds and we walked into the door of our IPEC training around the same time, both kind of deer in the headlights, not knowing where this journey was going to take us. And, um, and she just impressed me as a very uh, down to earth, salt of the earth, kind, generous, divine spirit. Her name really does say it all. And um, we're going to be talking to Nancy today about how to fill an empty nest. What happens when You've devoted your life to your husband and your and your family and your kids. And then your kids go to college and they move away. And, you know, what do you do for yourself to kind of fill up that empty nest to make your life even more enjoyable and even more, even more meaningful? And Nancy and I are going to be chatting about that today. But before we get to Nancy, I just want to let you know about a, a few shows that are coming up on Life Coach Radio Networks this week and next. Uh, we're, we are actually going to be um, making inspiring choices with Coach Linda on Tuesday, the 12th. And then uh, Jan Jaffe is going to be interviewing uh, Power Coach Marnie Batista on Wednesday, the 13th uh, of, of January. And then Mark My Words with Certified Life and Business Coach Mark Shaw will be on Sunday, the 17th. And then um, how to prevent biases from sabotaging your success. That's a really great topic. 
so we're going to be discussing that on Life Coach Radio Networks on the 20th, which is a Wednesday. But without um, any more delay, I just want to introduce you to uh, my my buddy, Nancy Divine, who has been just an incredible support um, and just a positive light, I think, among uh, all of the coaches in our cohort. Uh, she is a certified professional coach, just kicked off her first workshop uh, this past week, and um, it was a smashing success, so we're going to talk more about that. But we're going to be talking today about how to fill that empty nest. Hi, Nancy. How are you? Hi, Renee. Thank you for that great introduction. And I do remember that first day walking into IPEC. And you were sitting next to me, and I looked at you, and that radiant smile just said, it's going to be great. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. You're so sweet to say that. And, and, I, and I do remember that first day, you know, just not really knowing what to expect. And both of us just kind of, um, you know, really taking the bull by the horns and, and going with the flow. And it looks like the journey has led us in, in different directions, but in, in a lot of ways the same, because we're working on um, helping people reveal their excellence and, and empowering individuals on a daily basis, which is what coaching is all about. Yes. And so I go ahead. Yeah, it's taking those first steps into the unknown, and that's what coaching was for me, and that's where mm-hmm. the next phase of my life started. Yeah, so Nancy, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? Okay, we'll start from right now. I am building my business, my life coaching business. Um, a little over a year ago, Renee and I went through IPEC, and um, it's been a great growing and learning experience for me. I'm married for 30 years to an amazing man who's been my rock and my supporter and my cheerleader through the whole journey, and I have three wonderful children. Uh, They're in their mid to late 20s, and yes, have left home, have left the nest. Mm. And Mm -hmm. describe what it means um, when you devote yourself to your family. I hear a lot of people say that they devote themselves to their family. What does that mean to you? Well, to me, raising children, they became, and they still are, they're my life. Mm-hmm. You think when when you have children, you're, you're thinking of the process of teaching them and guiding them and giving them values and going through your life with them, and that's true. But you're also learning so much from them. So it's such an amazing give and take. Because when you're a parent, you're challenged emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. So it, it's, a, it's an amazing journey. And you cheer in all their great times and you feel their pain when they're going through hard times. So the only way to go through it is really that's what you do. It becomes your, your everything. Hmm. And I can imagine that when you devote so much time to your family, to your children, and then they leave the nest, that's got to be a a challenge for you. So what is this empty nest syndrome that we hear so much about? What does it mean to you? Well, I have a problem with the terminology. I don't know why we have to call it a syndrome. 
it's a transition. It's the next phase. Mm-hmm. Any transition is difficult, but it really, it all depends on how you look at it. I mean, you can call it the empty nest opportunity because guess what? Your house isn't as messy. You're not making meals every night. Your stuff doesn't disappear. There are some perks when your kids leave home. And honestly, they're never that far away. Okay, physically, they can be because some of mine are very far away. But emotionally, they're always there. And with with technology, they're just a text away. So it just changes. That's all it is. And that's what these transitions are. And yes, so it really difficult. But but mm-hmm. you learn you by by the time your kids are leaving home, this is not the first transition you've gone through. So if you look at it that way, it helps. Yeah, and and also you know that it's a change in perspective, right? Like you yeah, said, absolutely. Just just the just the word syndrome in and of itself has such a negative connotation. And to be able to 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 look at it as a positive, you know, something that um, can really change and transition your life in a in a really great direction is such a good thing. Yes, it is your perspective. So, how do you know if you are experiencing these feelings of an emptiness? How 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 did it occur for you? All of, a, all of a sudden, your attention shifts. You have more time to focus on yourself and other aspects of your life. And that could be scary if you have, let's say, completely lost yourself in your children. Because, mm-hmm. because all of a sudden, it's like, now what do I do? So I think it's really important to try and hold on to parts of yourself. So it really, again, it depends on how you look at it. Okay, now I have all this extra time to figure out, well, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? Or you can look at it, okay, now I have no idea what I want to do with the rest of my life. So it really is your perspective. Like anything and, else in life, what's another way of which, looking at? Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, and which was it for you? Was it more, I have all this time, I don't know what to do with myself? Or was, or was it, oh, I have all this time. What do I do with myself? Kind of an energy. Yeah, no, I I was jumping in. I was excited. I I was, I was okay with it. That's great. And, That's great. Yeah. So. And I think coming into the coaching program was the perfect time because you know through iPad we talk about energy levels and perception, and it was just the right time for me to do it. And what do you do if you realize that you're an empty nester, but you are that other person who says, you know what, I have lost myself and my children. I have no idea what to do with the rest of my life. And now that they're gone, I I, I understand what it means to have that empty nest feeling. And it does feel like a syndrome because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good. I'm, I'm not happy. What do you say What do you say to that person? Well, the way to look at it is, again, it's a transition. And transitions are scary because if you look at a transition this way, you're standing on the shore. You're in your familiar area, your familiar ground. And when you go through a transition, it's almost like you're swimming out into the middle of the ocean. And in the middle of the ocean, that's the transition. And it's scary because we don't see land. We don't know where to go. But 
But the important part of that transition space is the longer you let yourself stay there, the more confidence, the more you look deep inside, the more strength you find. Instead of jumping into something right away because of fear, the longer you give yourself to stay in that middle part of the transition, when you do find land on the other side, you bring a lot of strength with you. And, again, a lot of times that's when people turn to transitional coaches. That's what we do. We almost help people in that middle spot when it's scary. Hmm. So if you are listening right now to Nancy and you have any questions about what we're talking about or you might be interested in transitional coaching, learning a little bit more about it, now would be a great time for you to call in. 646-716-9397 is our number. You may need to press one to get into the show. Again, that's 646-716-9397. So I love your analogy about swimming out into out into the ocean because, you know, I, I don't swim. So <laughs> Neither, Renee. I would drown. If I physically oh my swim, gosh. I would forget it. <laughs> yeah, so... So that that is a scary proposition, just yeah. the idea for me of sometimes even putting your toe in the water, right? So, <laughs> you know, so what is it like to develop a life for yourself when you've invested so much time? What's that like? I mean, what do you, what's the first step, I guess? Reconnecting with what makes you unique or just what what you like to do. I mean, just having mm-hmm. more time for yourself. What makes, what interests you? Um, and again, when you're so used to paying attention to what everyone else wants and needs, you do put that part of yourself aside. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean you can't reconnect with it. Okay, and again, so sometimes, working with a, sometimes working with a coach, it gives you the opportunity, it gives you that space almost just to start dreaming. And again, creating a vision, putting an intention out there. So what's next? What do I, what would be good for me to do? (laughs) And, you know, it's so funny, Nancy, you know, those words, you know, space, vision, intention are so used in the, I don't want to say overused, but they're used a lot in the coaching world. And the average person who may not have gone through a coaching program may not even understand what it means for someone to uh, create space for you or they don't know what it means to develop a vision or to tap into their intuition. So if I were your client and I had um, a situation where my children were going away to school and I was starting to get a little bit nervous and I was interested in entertaining a coach, how would you describe that whole idea of holding a space for someone? What does that mean to you? Well, the first really interesting part of the coaching uh, world and how we do it is I coach over the phone. And when I first heard that, I thought it was strange. You would think you would want to be face-to-face. But when you're on the phone with someone, you are creating this little bubble or this little space and it gives your client a comfortable spot to be in to say things. And when you say hold the space, I'm sitting here and just allowing you to open up and to go in and think about 
what is in there and what might you want to do. So that's mm-hmm. always me holding the space. I'm here listening, but not judging, not being attached to the outcome. That's why it's always great. We always go to our friends, our families, people we know for advice. But again, they have their own agenda because they know you and they feel they know what's right for you. But coaches, that was the best thing. When I, I thought I wanted to be a coach because I people always ask me their opinion and I always gave it. So my first day in coaching school and the coach says, well, coaches don't tell people what to do. It's like, oh, great, now what? But then the second thing they said was everyone knows what's right for them deep inside. So the coach's job is to listen deeply, intuitively, listen to possibly what they're not saying, and then help them move on from there. Mm-hmm. And then that whole idea of holding a space is really, it's, it's a safe space. Yes. and a safe place for the client and for the coach, as, as a matter of fact. So so you said that they say things and express ideas, and I think uh, I'll even take it a step further. It's almost as if you say things that you wouldn't ordinarily say even to yourself because yes. maybe nobody's listening. Nobody's really giving you an opportunity to just kind of think and cultivate your thoughts and, and, and move from point A to point B and, you know, get an understanding of what you need and what you really want. And after so many years of, of giving your life to other people, you're, you've kind of trained yourself to do that. And now it's about you and, and you have that opportunity. And it's like, whoa, okay, wow, I, I actually can think about me now and this person on the other end of the phone is um is there for me to support me through that so that's 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 the one thing that I love so much about coaching is that you do have that kind of relationship so then you talked about vision as well and and vision is another thing you know the first time I really um heard a lot about vision was when I did my Dale Carnegie training and you know, that, that whole program is based on vision. So what is your opinion of or, or your thoughts about vision and how that can help someone move through an empty nest uh, transition? Well, the importance of creating the vision is you, you have to know where you want to go or what you're interested in. So by... Mm-hmm throwing ideas around and, again, verbalizing them, bringing them out, taking those deep, hidden dreams that you may have had even before becoming a parent and verbalizing them and saying, well, why not? And and mm-hmm. bringing it from internally to reality. That's what is behind creating a vision, and it just starts with talking about it. Some people do vision boards, and, it, and it's personalized for everyone. Some person, would, some people would never even think of doing a vision board. Other things, people just need to talk about it. But the point is, you figure out what works for you, and then you take it from now, there. Now, this is a this is an interesting question, and definitely nothing that I prepared with you, Nancy. But I, it just came up for me because I, I've been watching a lot of the sessions uh, on mm-hmm. OWN Network. And um, Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of Eat, Pray, Love, um, did a session on the Oprah Winfrey Network um, about, a, about a week or so ago that I saw. 
And then I watched it again online because I was so engrossed by it. And she talked about passion. And she talked about how that there are certain people who may not have a passion, who may not have feel like they have a purpose. And that for the longest time she had preached this whole idea of find your passion, find your purpose, you know, do a vision board, the whole nine yards. And there's certain people who just don't have that. And she was basically coming from a very apologetic um, place where she was saying, you know what, not everybody has that. Maybe your purpose and your vision is just to explore life and, and do, you know, different things. So what do you think about that, that whole idea of vision and passion and how it works for an empty nester? That's a, such a great point because my whole approach to coaching is you don't start with the vision. You have to start with your, again, the energy level and where you are, how you look at the world. Because once you connect with that, it takes off from there. And then whatever you do in your life, if you're looking at life in a more positive aspect, that's the greatest gift of all. Whatever you do with it, whatever, wherever you bring that is um, the second part. But the most important part, and okay, as coaches, we work with the seven levels of energy, positive and negative energy, once you connect with that and those shifts start to happen, that's when you create a vision of whatever it is, and then you make the commitment and move forward. Any change has to start with that. The shift in the energy. The shift in the energy. So instead of thinking, okay, now I have to oh, – so getting back to what you were saying is, do I have to do something great? What if I don't, like you said, what if I don't have a vision? What if I don't know what I want to do? The most important point at this point in your life is almost to be comfortable in your own skin, happy with yourself, and then taking it from there. And that's when, again, working with a coach and figuring out how you look at things in life and where do you want to go from from there and from here. I love that. That makes sense? Um, yeah, it makes perfect sense. And that whole idea of being comfortable in your own skin, you know, I was just having a conversation with our mutual friend, Judy, um, the other day, and I was saying how sometimes I feel drained. And I think that what happens when when people give too much, it's because they don't have enough in their wealth. And that that kind of relates to that whole idea of being comfortable in your own skin, that you can't give what you don't have. You know, you, you have to be able to um, kind of not necessarily give because it's just for the sake of giving, but give give when it feels good to you and when it feels right to you. And I, I think what happens with a lot of moms is that, you know, they get to a point where they do feel drained and they do feel like they're giving too much. And then when that source of what they're giving to is gone, they have to replace it with something else and, and be able to transition into a more positive experience in their life. And that's where the finding the, finding the coaching and finding um, someone to hold that space for you is so valuable and so important. 
That's so true, you, and in, in, in every situation of your life, it is finding that balance because, yes, as parents, and, and some people not even want to be a parent to want to give. There are people who just automatically, naturally wanting to help and give, but there is that right. you have to find that balance when you have to replenish. Um, and then sometimes the people who are so used to giving, all of a sudden they, they feel guilty if they're not. And they think they're doing something wrong if they're doing stuff for themselves. But like you said, it's so important to replenish yourself so that when someone else needs something, you have it to give. Mm-hmm. It's finding that balance in life. And then you also talked about intuition, Nancy. You talked about the importance of of intuition. Can you Can you tell me a little bit about how that plays itself out? in the conversation with the empty nester? Well, using your, um, well, two things. When you, when you trust that you can listen to your intuition or follow that gut feeling, it's very empowering because that big word trust comes in. And if you're not comfortable used to doing that, again, as coaches, we have to tap into our intuition because we have to listen deeply. And sometimes we have to hear the things that people aren't saying. And and sometimes when you bring that to to their attention, it's like, wow, yes, that that's exactly what I'm feeling or meaning. So intuition works on both sides. And if you have a strong trust in your intuition and your gut feeling and you pay attention to it, your life usually ends up going in the right direction. Hmm. I love that. And um and I, I wonder, you know, I know that you had your um your coaching workshop just recently. It was it was just this past week, right? Yes, yes. Thursday night. Uh, congratulations on, on your success. I, I saw the, your post on Facebook and I could not be more happy for you because I know how hard it is to put together a workshop. So tell us a little bit about your your workshop and 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 how you were able to put it together and the 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 positive result that you got. Well, right now, now that it's done, it was amazing. Um, going through it again, <laughs> but again, going through it, it was a first for me. It was challenging. It was scary. I'm. I do a lot of yoga, so I'm connected to a few yoga studios, and they hold workshops, and I said, why not? So I approached them. It was, I think, in September at an open house there, and told her, told the owner what I did and asked. She said, sure, why not? And she put me in a slot, and once I was in that slot, it was like, okay, now I'm committed, and I need to follow through. Um, and as we were getting closer... The morning of, they told me I had 10 people signed up, and I said, oh, 10 is good. I'll be happy if I have 10. I think I can handle mm-hmm. 10. Uh, so I was preparing preparing for this, and actually I was getting ready to leave, and my sister, who is my closest and dearest friend and my sidekick, and we do everything together now, she's helping me. We're loading my car with all my props, and I look at her and I said, why am I doing this? I could be in my pajamas right now getting ready to watch American Idol, and she looks at me, she said, I have no idea, I'm just coming along. So, we drive over there, and I end up with 40 people in this workshop. Wow. And I'm looking at her, and she's looking at me, and I said, well, you know, you just have to do it. And it was 
amazing. It, it, it went really well, and everybody's very receptive. And it, it works perfectly talking about consciousness and energy levels in a yoga studio because that's what yoga oh, yeah. is about, too. So it was a great fit. Um, mm-hmm. So I was very excited, and now I'm planning my second one. <laughs> Wow, that's fantastic, Nancy. And yeah. and just to be able to do it, you know, take that leap of faith, take that step in that direction and to follow your instincts, to follow your intuition, to be able to hold a space for yourself, really, and say, you know, this is something that I really want to do and put it all together and the details of it all and, and, and having having a vision of it and um, having it come through in such a successful way, that's got to be a great feeling. It, it was. And you know what? The truth is you ask for help around you. My husband helped me immensely setting the whole um, structure up because he gives speeches all the time. He's very comfortable. So about two weeks ago, we're taking down, whenever, I don't remember, we were taking down Christmas tree. He said, okay, so what are you going to talk about? And I was all over the place. And he looks at me, he said, okay. <laughs> So he helped me organize my thoughts. And so he just, you know, tweaked it and I put it all down. And then I was talking to another dear friend of mine who's a life coach and who has done presentations. And she said, you have to record yourself. It's like, no, I can't do that. She said, okay, stand in front of a mirror. So for a few days, and that's what you do. You prepare and you practice and then you step out and do it. So I did have help along the way. And thank God I did. That's great, Nancy. Congratulations yeah. on a job well done. We're going to Thanks. take a break right now, but if you want to um, get on the line and have a chat with Nancy today just to talk about um, how to fill that empty nest, the number is 646-716-9397. Again, that's 646-716-9397. You may have to press 1 to get into the show, so if you're interested in talking to Nancy, definitely get on the line. In the meantime, just want to promote some shows that are coming up on Life Coach Radio Networks. Making Inspiring Choices with Coach Linda will be airing on Tuesday. That's January 12th, 2016. Inspiring Choices. That's definitely a great way to kick off the new year with a show like that. And Your Best Life with Jan Jaffe. Uh, she's going to be interviewing Power Coach uh, Marnie Batista who um, actually is an IPAC coach who went through the program and is immensely successful at this stage in her life. Um, So that should be a very interesting interview. That'll be on the 13th, which is Wednesday. Then on Sunday, as always, mark my words with certified life and business coach, Mark Shaw. Uh, That's the 17th. And then on Wednesday, the 20th, how to prevent biases from sabotaging your success. Um, So as we're going into the new year, you know, just thinking about what we want, what we um, are envisioning for our lives and and making sure that we are not letting our biases sabotage the things that we want for ourselves. So very, very important. And that brings me back to Nancy and our conversation. Um, Nancy, so if we were to talk to, and there never is an average empty nester, but if we were taught to talk to someone who might have children who went away and to, to, to school or moved away across the country and they wanted to get started in a new business or a new venture or a new um, uh, maybe hobby, 
or something like that. Maybe they, they, they're, they're already working and happy with their career, but just want to do something a little bit different. What would you recommend um, if, if they have an idea of what they want to do, but they're not sure how to go about it? What would you recommend to them? The first thing is try and reconnect to things that that you're excited about or that even interest you enough to want to do more of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, say for, so say, for instance, I was um, interested in gardening, right? Mm-hmm. What, what, what would, how would you coach me around that? Like if, if I were, if I had an interest in gardening or if I had an interest like you in yoga or something, how would you coach me around that? Maybe I'm a little bit nervous about putting my toe in the water. Well, the first thing is what can you do to bring more of this in your life? Where can you connect with people who have the same interest. And, and right. that's a big thing, connecting with people who do the same thing that you like to do. I and love it. Okay. relating to that energy and bringing more of it around you and seeing where it takes you. That's great. That's great. That's good advice because um, I think that whole idea of relating to that energy is so important. You know, um, I think we we do a lot of that in IPEC, right? Because it's almost like I've never met these people before in my life, but then all of a sudden you go through a class like IPEC and you feel like you've known them your whole life. And, um, you know, just to be able to have those kinds of relationships is so valuable and so important. Nancy, can you tell us a little bit more about the energy levels and, and, and what that means for a person? The energy levels, once you're aware of what they are, is just an amazing concept. There's seven levels of energy, positive and negative, anabolic, catabolic. And once you're aware of, everyone resonates in all these levels, but once you're aware of what, how you're resonating, if you're looking at things from a negative perspective as opposed to a positive perspective, as soon as you step back and get out of your default tendencies, you change. It, it changes everything. And like IPEC uh, says, are you living at the cause of your life or at the effect of your life? Are you creating things around you or are, ju- are you just reacting to everything that happens? And sometimes when you're ready for that change and you're introduced to these energy levels, the shift is automatic. It's mm. very powerful. And it is. And, and and what I think what happens, too, with the energy levels is you get to a point where you can't entertain excuses anymore for yourself because you realize Mm-hmm. Once you That's once you learn, once you're exposed to the energy levels and you realize that message about cause and effect, that if you are at the cause of what's happening rather than at the effect of what's happening, then a lot of it is really up to you. It's not just, you know, sit around and wait for things to happen. It's about really not just putting that toe in the water, but diving in and 
if you need, like you said, with your workshop, asking for help so that you can so that you can swim. Mm-hmm. What do you think yeah, of that? It, yeah, it's it's um, actually taking responsibility and becoming consciously aware that you can change things in your life by the way you look at them. Well, at, at, talking about the higher levels of level five and level six is everything is an opportunity. There are no mistakes. Anything that comes up, if you look at it as a mistake, then you're stopped right there. If you look at it as an opportunity and just another direction to go in, everything opens up. When, when um, talking about the first two levels of catabolic energy, you look at the world with blinders on. What you can see is what's in front of you. But when you start pulling in more positive energy and these blinders are pulled back, it's just the view, your options, your view of your world expands. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because the more I learn about the energy levels and the more I work with it and I do the assessment, my energy level just goes to the roof when I talk about it because it's just, again, it reminds me. It's just a reminder. When you stay conscious of how you're acting or reacting, it just, it's very powerful. And I think it's the best, most amazing tool that came out of IPEC for me. And there, have been, and there are so many tools, but this one really resonated with me the most. That's fantastic. And um, to be able to really have a coaching practice where you're devoting yourself to helping people go through a similar situation that you went through and were able to thrive as a result of your emptiness. That's the thing I think that's that's so impressive about you is that you not only went through the transition, but you are thriving in a way that um, most people will probably look at you and say, wow, I'd really like to be able to do that. So you're really setting a great example. So tell us a Thank little you. bit that, about your, perfect, your welcome. That's the first thing you just said. You're setting an example. Guess what? Your kids are always watching you. So now they're looking at their mom saying, okay, she's still doing stuff. So if you want to set that example for your children, then you need to live at your highest level also. Because they never stop learning from you either. Mm-mm. No, it's true. In the house, they're still watching. It's true. I'm almost, I, I'll be 49 in July, and I still... I'm a mama's girl, and I still look to my mom for advice. I still look to her for um, how to live and how to be. And I've I've been out in the world and done probably more things than she has, but her wisdom mm. and just the fact that she's my mother um, leaves that as um, a source for me always until you know I don't I don't have that anymore. But uh, I I will say to Nancy that you know your whole idea of taking responsibility is such a brave thing um to be able to step into that role of taking responsibility for what happens in your life because um a lot of times we want to be able we want to blame other people for our issues and our problems and and the way things turn out right yes yes and after so, a point it's so funny i read this someplace 
at one point in your life, you can't blame everything on your parents or on everything else. You're happy oh, yeah. yourself, and you have to take responsibility. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> and the fact that you said that there that there are no mistakes, right, that, um, yeah. that whatever you do has an opportunity for growth. It's a growth opportunity. Yeah, it just so, takes the pressure off of everything. Mm-hmm. If you... If you're that perfectionist and want to do everything right, well, what does that mean? It just it's just every situation, everything that happens is an opportunity to learn and grow. And when you look at your life and your world like that, it's like, wow. You know, even, okay, my kids in their 20s, going through that transition from school and into the adult real world, there's so much pressure and responsibility on these young ones. Because now they're expected to get it right and get it straight and get that great job and every line of life. There's so much pressure on them. Instead of having them look at it, you'll learn along the way. It will work out. It will all be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much pressure on everyone right now. It's just, um, it gets a little scary after a while. But again, it's how you're yeah. looking at it. And it is, it can be a little bit, it can be a little bit overwhelming, um, especially when you have reality hitting you in the face, you know, yeah. student loans, that kind of thing. Um, it, it, it becomes a little bit more difficult to, you know, make choices that are from the heart and are intuitive because you're you're looking at the reality of the situation and you're saying, okay, well, I need a job. You know, yeah. I need to be able to pay my bills. You know, those kinds of things that are that are that are coming up for people. So that's where sometimes it's hard to um to get people to understand that sometimes you just have to take a chance. You have to take a risk. Yeah. Yeah. And something will always lead to something else. You know, if that's just it, you have to get in the game. Start moving forward and be open to if a door shuts, something else is opening, that's where your direction is headed and and that's all you can do. And so Nancy, this leads me to just asking you a little bit more in detail about your um about your coaching practice because I know that you do work with empty nesters, but you also work with other demographics as well. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yes, I uh my clients are very varied. Um, I'm working with a young man who's 29 years old and is going through that transition, just became a chiropractor and probably thought his hardest job was going to be getting that license. Well, now he's transitioning into the real world and building his business and his practice. So I'm working with him on that transition. Um, Another woman... She knew exactly what she wanted. She just needed some help with reconnecting spiritually. And after five sessions, she was done. She said, I got it. I'm really good. This is great. So what we do is now we just touch base every once in a while and reconnect. And another client of mine is um, a mom who, again, devoted her whole life to her children. And one of her children has special needs. So her transition in empty nest is a different scenario than most people because um, she's still caring and still more involved. But she wants to start a business and write a book. And her business, she wants to help 
parents who have special needs children go through this transition because she did it so so well, such a positive outlook. So she came to me with, okay, having me as a coach is a gift to her because she's going to put some time into what she wants to do. Because I remember we, we were getting close to Christmas and I said, you know, do you want to take a week off? She said, no. If I know I have to call you next week, I'm going to do for myself what I say I'm going to do. So they, it comes in all different, all different ways. There's so many reasons to um, work with a coach. I think it's a gift you give yourself. And why is that? Because you're taking, you're thinking enough about yourself that you're reaching out to someone. And you're mm-hmm. setting side, uh, time aside for yourself. And that says a lot. It really does. And, you know, you think about the time that we spend taking ourselves out to dinner, doing massages, um, taking a mm. class or something like that. I think coaching is that self-care. And, yeah. and, and in a lot of ways, you know, I had this conversation um, just the other week with um, with one of our colleagues, Nancy, you know, talking about the difference between self-love and self-care. And we're actually going to have a show or actually how it complements each other was more of the conversation. And we're going to have a, a show on that right before Valentine's Day. But I think what happens is we, we sometimes don't recognize our need to be able to really tap into what matters to us and how important that is. You know, you get up every morning, you brush your teeth, you take a shower, you eat your breakfast, you do your thing, you know, blah, blah, blah. And life becomes this automatic pilot thing until you kind of reflect on what's important to you and what's valuable to you. And coaching can help you do that. Absolutely. And and it starts with um, valuing yourself enough to want to do that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes Mm -hmm. we think we start feeling guilty if we are putting too much focus on what we want to do. Yeah. And also putting that monetary value into what, um, into, into what's good for us and what's 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 necessary for us and what what will what will help us is always a factor as well. The one thing I will say um well I am going to ask you Nancy when you did your when you did your uh workshop and you put it together um what were some of the particulars of the workshop in terms of um in terms of cost and and that and that sort of thing to the people who attended. Well, um because it was my first workshop, it was a free workshop. The yoga studio allowed me to use their space, and I didn't charge anything. But wow. it was also an opportunity to let everybody know what I do, and it was an opportunity to possibly um, find some clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it, in my opinion, it was a win-win situation. Uh, if I pick up one or two clients from here, it would be great. If not, it was a perfect place for me to start uh eventually down the um down the road i probably will charge for workshops and then the venue will charge whatever they feel 
is appropriate. So that's that's how I did it. Well, I I think that that is just a, a phenomenal way to have done it. I mean, your your business model really works out well because you chose an established venue where there was already foot traffic, mm-hmm. um, and you were able to kind of um, leverage the traffic from the yoga classes to and 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 offer something that was kind of similar in nature. So that was very smart. And um, I, th- I just think you did a phenomenal job in terms of marketing and, and, and positioning. So congratulations on that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, and if we wanted to reach you for a coaching consultation or just to talk a little bit about some of the ideas that you expressed today, how would we reach you, Nancy? Well, my website is nancydevine.com and all my um Contact info is on, is on there, and maybe just visit my work, my website, and you can see more about what I do and what I'm all about. That would be great. And it's a beautiful website, by the way. You did a you did a really great job with putting that together. It looks it looks great, and I love the pictures of you. you thank so you. And again, happy. I had thank you. And again, I had a lot of help with it. So, um, I I honor the people around me and their talents and. Um, when I need help, I ask for it, and it usually works out. Well, congratulations on everything that you've done, and thank you so much for your time today. It has been an absolute pleasure to be able to talk to you about how to fill an empty nest, and I think that you gave um, some really great insight on what it means to be in that situation, in that transition, and how to transition out of it and 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 into uh, a happy and fulfilling and meaningful life. So thanks for your time, Nancy. Thank you, Renee. I love being here with you. Thank you. <laughs> you have a great day and a great weekend. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. That was Nancy Devine, everybody, um, my buddy from IPEC. And I I just think that she is just, you know, as they would say, the bee's knees. She's just just a great lady with um, a lot of um, intelligence and um, insight. And um, she's able to digest information and, and really relate it on a, in, a, in a meaningful way to people. And I love that about her. So um, if you are interested in working with Nancy, definitely uh, log on to her website, nancydevine.com, and uh, check her out and see if there might be opportunities for the two of you uh, to work together. Um, if you are um, listening to the show, I also want to just let you know that ReneeEllison.com is available always for um, coaching consultations and for uh, coaching packages. If you are interested at all in um, developing yourself personally and professionally, this would be the website that you would want to check out as well. I have been um, thinking over the last several months about uh, a rebrand, definitely keeping 
the on-camera coach alive and well, but kind of altering the reveal your excellence phase of my business and my practice. So I'm kind of in a transition myself. So I might actually even be reaching out to Nancy to chat with her a little bit about some of the things that we talked about today. But I just want to say thank you so much for being with me today and giving me an opportunity to come into your life and come into your world. Um, I am still working on next week's show. I had a little bit of a cancellation, so I'm not able to promote next week's show. But I can tell you that coming up on February 13th, Janice Karstens is going to be here. She is one of my fellow um, IPEC uh, people, alum, and um, we're going to be talking about self-love as it complements self-care. And I thought we thought that that topic was really fitting for the uh, Valentine's Day season. And, and um, I, I, I really am looking forward to that conversation. I think it's going to be very insightful. Janice went on um, what's called... Uh, sort of an eat, pray, love adventure. Um, I believe it was in Montana and had a remarkable time and sent me pictures of bears, black bears in Montana and the whole nine yards. So she she really did it upright in a nice cabin and um, just took some time to reflect and get away. And she's going to come back and she's going to share um, with us a little bit about her experience during that time and just um, what it means to offer yourself self-love and self-care and um, the difference between the two and how it complements each other as well. So that's on the 13th of February. In the meantime, working on next week's show. And I will um, be here in two weeks uh, to to uh, be in your living room, bedroom, wherever you listen and um, have an opportunity to help you and myself consistently reveal our excellence. So you have a great day. Have a great weekend. Hope you make it a fantastic start of a phenomenal new year. And um, I'll be back in two weeks. See you then. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.